Welcome to another episode of Walk On Red Shirts podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Aaron, and with me, my co-hosts, Jake and intern Gibble. And folks, the world is ending, or so it appears. Uh, we are in the midst of this coronavirus uh, pandemic globally, uh, and it is affecting sports as we know it. Um, we are missing a lot of things that should be going on on namely March madness. I know the NFL draft, it's also been, uh, challenged. We've been lucky enough to have free agency in the NFL to kind of tide us over and get through some stuff. But, um, how are you guys dealing with this coronavirus stuff, uh, being self-isolated and stuff? I have toilet paper, so I'm fine. <laughs> You're saying <laughs> maybe, maybe cook up some of it you might have to use it for food. Fry it, you know, put it in an air fryer. So I just want to tell a story real quick. So I went to the grocery store uh, Saturday morning, like 930 or so. And I swear this shit looked like it was Black Friday an hour after they opened. Because you know how like on Black Friday, like Target, they'll put some high profile item, but like in the children's toy aisle because they know nobody else is going there. And they just, you know, put some electronic there. That's what it felt like at the grocery store. There was like a mac and cheese stand next to like the frozen fish. There's like boxes of pasta next to the cereal and they were out of flour. So then they're out of like random things you wouldn't expect them to be out of. Yeah. Uh, I went, I stopped at the, there's a wise across the street from my work and I wanted to stop in there. I just had to get a couple things uh, like batteries and stuff like that for the weekend uh, for my Xbox controller and went in and I think they had uh, little Debbie's on sale. So I was like, oh, I'll grab, grab a couple boxes of those or whatever, like just some snack foods. And you never know if you're going to end up on lockdown or what's going to end up happening. So just be somewhat prepared down the line. Sitting there looking at them, I'm grabbing a couple. Some old lady just just walks right in front of me, just starts taking stuff. Didn't, didn't, give, a, didn't give a shit about the six-foot roll, nothing. She's... Gets in front of me and just takes what she wants and then walks away. But I got there. They open at seven o'clock and I got there at six fifty in the morning. I had to get to work at seven thirty, so I was like, oh, I'll stop in real fast. Uh, got there a little bit earlier, and the parking lot was almost entirely full. There was a line of like fifteen people just standing in line waiting for them to open the doors. I was like, this is this is insane. Like I just want, I don't even care about getting to the end of the coronavirus thing. I just want to get to the point where the grocery stores are packed all the time. Like, how do you people not have everything you already need? Like on the first trip, how, like, I know there's not that many people that go to these grocery stores uh, on a daily basis. Cause I stop at that wise, maybe once a week uh, at some point in the morning. And there's, I'm usually like one of like two people in there when they open or something. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, it's crazy. Gibble, have you had to go to the grocery store for anything? There's uh, no I imagine he has. No. Yeah, not <laughs> I, I don't think I've left my house in since last Tuesday. Well, that's, don't I mean, great. that's nothing new for you if you're not going to Hershey Park to take some pictures. So normally I have to go to work like every day because they're going to the comment, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I mean, that's this kind of podcast. <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let, let's hold off on that stuff. Um so I went to the grocery store for a second time because my fat ass ate too much food the first week. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was all, I was home all week. And the first two days I was eating like every half an hour because I had nothing else to do. I feel like that's everybody. I think that's why the grocery stores are so packed, though, because everybody is just eating everything that they go to buy. And then they I've, run out, so they need more. I've eaten I mean, a whole package of ice cream sandwiches. Uh, I <laughs> that, that was over a couple days. But yeah, it was a whole package of ice cream sandwiches, the cookie sandwich ones. Those are the best. Uh, let's see. I've had pasta. I'm making burgers tomorrow. I went through some chips and queso. Uh, I went through a whole thing of bacon, a whole thing of hash browns. Um, and this doesn't include any of my dinners yet either. But <laughs> cool it, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> so I had to get more bacon and hash browns since I'm home. I need to make breakfast every morning. I'm going to actually treat myself since there were, you know, the world's going to die. So I might as well just get fat. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to fucking look at it. I mean, yeah, I mean, but uh, yeah, I mean, this, this whole thing's crazy. I mean, we have nothing sports wise. I mean, it's, it's a dead period. We we have no recruiting uh, for college football for the foreseeable future. Uh, Spring uh, games State are out. Four commits last week. <laughs> well, okay. Like actual recruiting, like whatever, like offers are already out there, whatever. But, um, also who gives a shit? Cause none of them are going to get a chance to play at Ohio state anyway. Exactly. Right. Like, this shit's going. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of insane. I mean, spring games are done. So I mentioned on Twitter, uh, <laughs> we were discussing it, uh, if your team has a quarterback competition, you might as well write off this season if we even play it at this point because teams fucked. Don't know who your starter is going to end up being until maybe game one or two. Um, but yeah, I mean, outside of that, it's uh, it's a wild time out there. Uh, I know I've been getting by by watching some classic uh, college football games on the old YouTube, uh, trying to get watch at least one of those every weekend, um, one or two, uh, at least Saturday nights, maybe Sunday nights as well going forward. Uh, that's tied in it over. Uh, if you get a chance, folks, uh, seek out the 07 Fiesta Bowl because I'd forgotten all about how batshit crazy that game was. Uh, and besides the, the two famous Boise State plays until I watched it last night, actually. Um, and I'll actually throw up a, a poll, or aka I'll throw up a poll and make Jake retweet it off of our account every weekend to pick what game I end up watching. I think... Last weekend did the uh, Texas USC game, and then this past weekend uh, Boise State and Oklahoma uh, get around to some more classics as the rest of the season goes on. Because it's probably going to be a while until any of us can actually do anything or have actual sports on our TV again. So uh, that's one way to kill the time. Um, if anyone's bored, my roommate and I have been watching marble racing the last couple of days when we're home alone at work from work. Christ. <laughs> Big Raspberry Racers guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Might buy some merch. I mean, I today, today, I mean, Fox Sports 1 was a savior for me. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday, and um, there's this thing called iRacing, which is basically you get a full setup and stuff like that. It's essentially virtual, like NASCAR racing. Uh, and I think they have other sports series on there, too, Formula 1 and stuff. But and they just had a bunch of NASCAR drivers join in, and they aired it on Fox Sports 1 today for an hour and a half. and that got me by the fucking day. Cause I was just like, ah, oh, there's actual live somewhat sporting events with, with actual competitors on my TV. That's taking place and not something I watched four months ago or seven years ago or whatever. Uh, 
So that's where we're at. We're 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 basement dwelling at this point point with some fucking coronavirus bullshit. But um, let's see how long this takes uh, to to kind of wade past. Uh, intern Gibble, you've been kind of quiet. Uh, how's your uh, self isolation been? I mean, I've been getting by with video games, and I've been rewatching some old soccer. But like, I think it's going to be a different sport each week. So at some point, I'll be rewatching old college football games because I'm just working from home. So I can sit in front of a TV and have that on all day. So going to hey, do some you, of that. Are you isolating because you have to, or because you just have nothing better to do? Yes. Well, this is what I, <laughs> I was trying to say earlier was that like, this is nothing new for Gibble. I mean, <laughs> he's not I mean, at work. Yeah. He's at home anyway. So granted, I, I'm relatively the same outside of a special occasions, but I mean, Nothing new over here. Uh, now the only difference is that there's not live sports. So like I'm just binging the hell through a long list of movies and TV shows. I've long wanted to get around to. So at least I feel like I'm making progress and getting something accomplished. But um, while we're just shooting the shit, not based on college football, uh, I came to an epiphany last night while I was watching the Boise State game, uh, mainly because I went through. Uh, three quarters of a case of them. Um, I think blue moon's the perfect beer. <laughs> this is my take. And I don't mean necessarily that it's the best beer, but it is light enough that you can chug them, which I was doing for the second half of the Boise state game. Uh, but it's also, tasty enough that you can just regularly drink it. And I feel like we don't get that with a lot of beers. A lot of them are too tasty, but they're too heavy. Um, and you can't chug them or you can chug them, but they're not super tasty. Like, you know, your Miller's, your, uh, buds, your, uh, cores, all those. Uh, there's also beers that just taste like beer shit and trash like PBR. Hey, hey, um, hey, now, uh, <laughs> hey, now, hey, now, hey, now, these are some fighting words here. We were in the same well, room. I'm pretty sure Jake would have just jumped across the table. Oh, well, I here's the thing. I would have. I had now, six PBRs last night alone. Six PBR pounders. Uh, six, uh, yeah. Well, I feel sorry for you. I mean, I really do. Six um, PBR pounders you, for five ninety nine. It was a great deal. You fucking broke, bitch. <laughs> I mean, I mean, quite well, nobody having an income right now. I think it's fair. <laughs> hey, I I'm mean, being paid. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, I'm sure much I'm, PBR on this podcast. Well, I did. Uh, let's have a, let's have a Donnie Brook, okay? <laughs> like, um, but that was my epiphany I had last night while doing that, and I've also gone through two uh, of these in the last eleven minutes that we've been recording. So, um, so Aaron, if you don't be like drunk that, by the end of the podcast. At this rate, I, my office is literally my bar table. So like, I also have like seven bottles of liquor in front of me while recording. So I, if I get through these two, I didn't bring down more blue moons. So once I'm done with the second one, I might have to transition to some whiskey or something else. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's, it's coronavirus self-isolation. Just be perpetually drunk. Although I do have to physically go into work still so oh, that's nice to an extent um but anyway uh we've talked long enough about this gibble uh i'm sure you have just a 
ton of news for us. Um, so just lay it on us. Um, right. Uh, well, everything's canceled. So if you really want to break it all down, (laughs) that's the biggest bit of news. There's just nothing. So it's, it's great. Uh, um, Really, the only like the biggest bit of news that I could find is that uh, Brown University promoted Heather Marini to their quarterbacks coach on Monday, uh, which makes her the first female position coach in D1 football. Um, So that's kind of a big step for women in football. Um, Not that there haven't been position coaches and like assistants in the NFL, um, but to have like a full time uh, position coach in college football is kind of a big step um so i'm sure we'll see more women getting into the game as we go forward and being more uh in more prominent roles in college football so that's kind of exciting to see yeah i mean especially with the success we saw of katie sowers in the nfl with the 49ers this past year and i think there's uh, a couple other in the NFL at this point as well. So definitely think we'll see more of that on the college football side going forward. Yeah. Um, we got a little bit of portal news. Uh, Peyton Ramsey is heading to Northwestern as a grad transfer from Indiana. And Jesus. today Trey Sermon announced that he is transferring from Oklahoma to Ohio state, which is pretty big for the Buckeyes considering Whoa. they were lacking some death depth. <laughs> trash hey i'm it's watching a, a highlight of him running over a georgia guy as we speak <sighs> trey i watched sermon that early the, it was great trey sermon is the the running back version of a pbr can so he's phenomenal so, yeah weak and, all, weak and awful no Jeez, no, no. So gold <laughs> liquid Sorry. gold <laughs> Apology, <laughs> apologies to trey sermon if you're one of our 50 listeners <laughs> 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 Appreciate it, Trey Sermon. Also, apologies to Trey Sermon if you like PBRs. <laughs> Don't beat me up. <laughs> yeah, dude's dude's kind of big. But, but the yeah, uh, the Peyton Ramsey key. one kind of is funny to me. Real fast before I let you guys run away with the Trey Sermon thing. Um, a, I didn't know that he had transferred. I hadn't seen anything about it. And B, uh, transferring from Indiana to Northwestern is just. Uh, chef's kiss like perfect i mean you couldn't go from one boring institution to another uh more perfectly also why isn't he transferring to tennessee since he was apparently named after peyton manning tennessee great because uh, they have be great Jerry which, is, which is a story that i think more people need to look into is that he apparently was named after peyton manning being born in indiana but was born at the time that peyton manning was at tennessee I believe. Um, so I'm not entirely sure about that. So they just got really lucky with how he played out as a player. Like they that's got <laughs> lucky that they didn't draft Ryan leaf. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much where they're at. Uh, so Trey sermon. Yeah. That one's huge for Ohio state, especially with master Teague potentially out through fall camp. Should fall camp actually happen? Who knows? And Marcus Crowley also coming back from a ACL tear. They have one scholarship running back that's that was going through spring camp. So it'll be important with uh, a guy with experience coming in. Don't you agree, Gibble? 
Definitely. I mean, having somebody who has already played against Ohio State too, that's I feel like that can be helpful. Um he I mean he was he was already recruited by Ohio State. That's part of why he ended up choosing Ohio State to transfer to. Um he was recruited by them and this is what three years, four years ago at this point? Five? I don't know how math works. Not five. Uh, not four years ago. Sure. Anyway, uh, the fact that he was already recruited there, had his visits, already kind of knows what he's getting into. Um, that's probably what helped him make the decision and made it easier for him. Um, not to mention the like he knew the situation that he was going to be getting into with Ohio State, lacking the depth. Um, it just feels like it fit way too well. And it, it works for It's kind of a starter. win. Yeah. Yeah, so... Kind of hoping for big things out of him. Should the season so, happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here, we're going to plan as if it is happening, because otherwise we're all just going to be really, really depressed. Yeah, I'll be a boring eight months. Yeah, we can't. I can't handle that. <laughs> Don't even want to think about it. No. So we're going to we're going to say football is cross, happening in the cross fall. that bridge when we get there. But yeah. for now, don't even want to think about it. You can take NBA. You could take March Madness. You can take hockey. I don't give a shit about any of those uh, for the most part. But God, just don't take my college football. They can even take NFL? the NFL. I, they could take the NFL. But if they took college football, nope. then I would die. Nope. Well, I know you have high hopes for this season. If your Dolphins, if the Dolphins, if the <laughs> Dolphins not playing take, this year, anyways, if I don't care if he's pl- playing this year or not, it's a matter. If they draft Herbert over to it, then they can take NFL for the rest of eternity. I don't <laughs> give a shit then. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's not a it's not a matter of him playing this year. It's a matter of principle. Jake, I mean that's what it is. It's scruples. I don't even know if I'm using that word right, but we're Who throwing knows? it out there. So, <laughs> but don't take any of my football. Like, also, like I gotta see Tom Brady play one game in a Buccaneers uniform. Like, that's just the weirdest thing to believe it. Like, that's that's the aspect of it that I need. Yeah, yeah, I still don't believe it's real. It doesn't feel real. It's hard to think about it. I mean, that's insane. I there was like I, I mentioned this the other day uh, to a good friend of the pod, uh, Zach Myers, who has a question for us later on in the show. Uh, but like, there's three teams I can never picture Tom Brady wearing a uniform for. The Buccaneers would have been one of those three teams. Uh, the Vikings and the Jets being like the other two um, that I just. Seeing it would now granted the Buccaneers are going to go back to apparently like their Super Bowl uniform. So they don't have those stupid alarm clock ones anymore, apparently. But um, still, that's so weird to think about. Um, but anyway, keep going. All right. Uh, this is a tangent episode, folks. I mean, there's fucking nothing to talk about. <laughs> I mean, the news is already done aside from the College Football <laughs> Hall of Famers were uh announced I think this was two weeks ago at this point. Um, so we've got about 17 names to run through here real quick. About uh, 17 is a very specific number. Yep. Well, that's cause I counted it and it is 17. So <laughs> exactly 17 anyway. Um, so we'll start it off with, uh, Eric Dis- Dickerson, SMU running back, um, Heisman trophy winner, Eric Crouch, uh, 
late Alcorn State quarterback Steve McNair, Georgia defensive end David Pollock, Florida offensive tackle Lamas Brown, Ohio State running back Keith Byers, Michigan offensive tackle Jumbo Elliott, uh, Washington State kicker Jason Hansen. Shout out to a kicker getting into the Hall of Fame. You'd love to see that. Um, Maryland linebacker EJ Henderson, UCLA quarterback Cade McNown, Oklahoma State defensive tackle Leslie O'Neill, Virginia defensive back Anthony Poindexter, uh, Minnesota defensive end Bob Steen, uh, Colorado receiver Michael Westbrook, Houston receiver Elmo Wright, and former coaches Dick Sheridan and Andy Talley. So yeah, that is all of them. 17 names. Well, bravo to all of them. Making their way to the famed Chick-fil-A College Football Hall of Fame. They should get free Chick-fil-A for life. Just for being inducted into the Hall of Fame. I still got to get down there. I got free tickets for being a red member on Chick-fil-A. It's a fun place. Well, you you can't travel yet. I know. That's kind of a bummer. I thought about it the other day. I was like, maybe I was like, I got some extra vacation days this year. I was like, maybe I take a trip to Atlanta. I was like, yeah, never mind. I can't really go fucking anywhere for the foreseeable (laughs) future. So who knows? Um, If you go anywhere, everything is actually open right now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Um, And yeah, I mean, that's. That's factually correct. Um, I can go to an actual Chick-fil-A uh, and maybe ask one of the employees to <laughs> tell me what they know about David Pollock. But uh, <laughs> I mean, beyond that, I'm not getting a whole lot of information from the Chick-fil-A College Football Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know, one place that still has stuff open, Nashville still has bars open. Wow. Really? I mean, that's... Sort of surprising, I guess, because they they literally just got smacked by a tornado like two days before the coronavirus became a huge thing. So that's why they have to keep bars open because of that. Yeah, Uh, actually, they might have just closed them, but they were open much later than everybody else was like in Ohio. They shut down bars last Sunday, a week ago today. But I know Nashville had them going through the week. And meanwhile, Florida shutting down beaches. Well, it's about damn time. <laughs> Florida's a bunch of fucking idiots. I mean, that's the well, I mean, Florida. And I, I mean, say this as somebody who likes a lot of Florida teams. <laughs> that state is the worst. I mean, it's just awful. They should probably be quarantined outside of just now. <sighs> Florida man I arrested mean, after allegedly stealing 66 rolls of toilet paper from a hotel. Eh? Can't blame him. I mean, they arrested for that. I feel like that's fair game. Like it's one of the it's one of the things that you you get in your room. You you take all the shampoos and the soaps and everything. Take the toilet paper. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you so much. Why don't you just go home with the bed sheets too? I mean, why not? You're paying a ton for the hotel room. You should get the sheets as well. You're like, oh Actually, shit, this pillow, this pillow was nice and soft. I think I'll just <laughs> stuff that in my carry-on. Yeah. Just walk out with a 42-inch TV. Listen, if you're staying there and it's a problem, they can just add it to your bill later. And like, I don't think hey, this is rocket science. If any of our listeners like- do this, feel free to bill our intern. <laughs> 
don't have my credit card. I feel like I like the fact that like entering Gibble goes places. <laughs> His philosophy is just like if it if it isn't bolted the fuck down, <laughs> I'm taking it. <laughs> I mean, for the record, I don't actually do it, but <laughs> I'm saying you can. <laughs> oh. Probably take that little oh. coffee maker home too. No, but my boss uh, always gets the coffee filters and the coffee. So we give him all of the coffee from our rooms, too. It's not even good coffee. Like, yeah, the coffee's awful. But coffee's like, coffee. What's even the point? I mean. It's coffee. <sighs> yeah, but it's like. And it's free. Uh, free isn't always good. That's it's free. It's for me. There's limits. I mean, that's that's the <laughs> problem. I mean, if somebody dropped off a free bag of dog shit at your house, would you eat it? No, he was. No. It's not good. <laughs> he was. I mean, your your boss might, but I mean, <laughs> a normal sane human being still has limits. Even if, <laughs> you know, you know, it's not like it's a free pizza. Like, can't go wrong with pizza unless there's pineapple on it. But still, I mean, that's. A, discussion for another time <laughs> uh, um, all right uh jake do we still have advertisements <laughs> that yeah yeah thing? we do actually we do actually okay. you know, I, was, I was planning to do a contest and then you know the entire sports world shut down but you can still get some smack apparel because they're the leading unlicensed pro and college sports apparel company in the united states for over 20 years smack has designed some of the most iconic and memorable rivalry gear in the sports world from the anti-hurricanes sucks to be you and nationals priceless design you're guaranteed to get a compliment at your next tailgate if you can get to a tailgate unlike unlicensed Unlike licensed sports apparel, Smack doesn't need approval from teams or organizations. They create the designs that illustrate how diehard fans are feeling. So if you're tired of wearing a basic logo or generic jersey for your favorite team, check out Smack Apparel. Use promo code WALKON, 20% off your next order. Uh, and you can wear it around your house, you know, when uh, you self-quarantine and you have nowhere to go. All right, perfect. Um, all right, so... A little thing we're going to do here, and this will take us up till June. Um, we mentioned it before, but we're going to draft an all-time team. Uh, so, obviously, with a draft, as we've done before, we cannot have any of the same players. Um, we are going to break it down, and uh, I think Jake uh, eventually will tweet off uh, the schedule of how we're going to draft this. Uh, there's going to be 35 overall picks. Um, ranging from a head coach to kickers and punters um, and a selected amount of each position. And we'll do five rounds every episode. Uh, this will end up taking us through into June. And hopefully as long as we have college football, we'll be able to do previews and stuff shortly after that. Um, so a little fun type of thing to kind of keep everyone entertained. Uh, for the very long uh, future of not really having anything, especially with like recruiting essentially being shut down. Uh, I mean, obviously folks can still commit and stuff like that, but a lot of things not happening, no coaches on the trail, uh, all that. We're in a complete dead period. So news is going to be scarce. Um, if you could not tell uh, earlier, we're probably just going to, throw in extra talk uh, early on that might not be related to college football. It's just going to happen. Um, so we're also taking, um, you know, if you have anything that's not college football related, feel free to pitch it to us and we'll talk about it because 
We want to keep giving you guys episodes every other week uh, through the off season, and uh, in order to make them a little bit longer than twenty minutes, thirty minutes long, uh, you know, we're going to need some additional stuff to talk about. So, feel free to send that stuff our way. Um, as always, uh, the draft is in about a month. I'll always take draft questions as well. Uh, we'll get we have one of those later on, one or two of those later on. We'll talk about so. Uh, feel free to send that stuff our way. Uh, like I said, Jake will post the schedule for how this is going to work. Uh, but on this week's episode, the five picks we're going to do, we're going to have our head coach, uh, a kicker, a punter, and two tight ends. Um, the rules of this every week, if there are multiple positions, which there will be um, on some weeks, uh, we don't have to draft by position in general. So we don't all have to pick a, a head coach off the start. Uh, we'll divvy this up. You can, out of the five picks, again, you have to have a head coach, two tight ends, a kicker, and a punter. You can draft them in any order here. You just can't draft the same guys. Um, so do you guys have that then? We good? Yep. Yeah, I'm surprised right. we're drafting. I didn't realize we were doing two tight ends, so this is going to be exciting. Oh, fuck, you better find <laughs> another one. Um, also, you better read the things I send out to you guys. So that's on you. Pretty positive. Um, I told him that earlier, too. But, you know, that's too much PBR. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I sent you guys the thing for it. So um, anyway, uh, we will do it. I don't really have uh, an order here randomized. Uh, so Gib, well, I'll let you go first because uh, you're the dumbest. Um <laughs> Jake, I'll let you go second and then I'll go third and we'll just snake this uh, a bit then. So um, go ahead, get, we'll get us, get us started off here. All right. Well, we're just going to start off with taking Urban Meyer as my coach because shocking. why not? His coaching style fits. I want an offensive uh, powered team. So that's who we're going with. He fits pretty great. Okay, you can take Urban Meyer. I'll take Nick Saban. Nick Saban has six national championships. Tied with Bear Bryant. Has done it everywhere he's gone. He'll do it on my team, too. Yeah, he was on my list as well. All right, well, we're just going to go ahead, uh, move past the head coach, because you guys got yours, so I can just kind of wait on that for a while. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get this pick out of the way here now. I'm going to take Sebastian Janikowski, um, Ooh, kicker from Florida State, two-time Groza Award winner, the only two-timer in that category. Uh, first round NFL draft pick, something you will never see uh, outside of Janikowski, really. Shout out the Raiders. Um, yeah, shout out to the Raiders. Uh, and it made it a value pick, too, oh, for the long haul for as many years as he was there. I mean, um so shout out to them for that. But uh, I'll take Janikowski here and get my kicker out of the way. You get a second pick. Yeah. Uh, shit. Go ahead and get my punter out of the way too here. Uh, I'm going to go entirely off the board here because I'm running some trickeration with my team. Uh, college football hall of famer uh in two categories essentially my punter is going to be unlv great randall cunningham um who was a first team all-america punter in 1983 averaged 45.6 uh yards per punt um 
went on to obviously have a successful career both in college and the NFL as a quarterback. But I'm going to double down here and get my uh, punter who can also run some trickeration. So you you would never really know uh, if I'm going to throw the ball or punt the ball. So I feel like this is a good pick here for my punter. You're along the same lines as me, but I'm not going to reveal my punter yet. Uh, I'm going to take my first tight end because I'm going to need time to figure out my second tight end. I'm going to take Vernon Davis. (laughs) So I'm going to take Vernon Davis out of Maryland, drafted sixth overall, only played three seasons, uh, had eight touchdowns in his junior year. Um, To be a tight end draft in the top 10, you have to be excellent. Uh, Maryland, I believe, what was it, 01, I think they went to the Orange Bowl, 01 or 02 they went to the Orange Bowl. So he was on that team, um, but a phenomenal tight end in college um, right around the time when I started watching college football. So I vaguely remember him. I more remember him being drafted, uh, but very, very good tight end. Didn't actually win any awards, um, but he's still on my list. All right. Well, see, I struggled to actually find great stats and everything about these uh tight ends and everything, but you know who we're going to take here? Uh, Let's go with Jermaine Gresham, uh, Oklahoma tight end. Yeah, I am. Uh, (laughs) He counted for 26 touchdowns in, uh, in his career at Oklahoma. Uh, So yeah, we'll go with him. Um, and we'll go with my kicker or no, my punter. I no kicker. We're going to take Mason Crosby as uh, the kicker here. Uh, played for Colorado and was probably one of the most clutch kickers. Uh, 74% accuracy over the four seasons from 2003 to 2006. So, went 12 for 13 in the final period when, uh, and then 10 for 10 inside the final nine minutes of play during the the games. So we need somebody clutch and Mason Crosby is one of the clutchest. So that's what we're taking. I figured out my second tight end. It was actually much easier than I thought. It's the soldier himself, Kellen Winslow jr. His, his sophomore year, he was named a finalist for the Mackey Award. Uh, he was a first-team All-American. Uh, he had 57 catches for 726 yards and eight touchdowns. Uh, his best game actually came in the national championship game, which, you know, coincidentally, they lost to Ohio State. Great time. Uh, he had 11 catches for 122 yards and a touchdown in that game. Uh, very good his sophomore year. Junior year, it's definitely got knocked upside the head a couple times. Um, you know, he went to war with Tennessee, but he still makes my all time list. Did I steal yours? Uh, well, partially, um, because I was going to, I was going to double dip a little bit here. Uh, but I will go ahead and take his father, Kellen Winslow. The first, I was hoping to get both of the Winslows here. Uh, but, uh, last it's not going to happen. Uh, his dad was sort of a, uh, along the lines of a revolutionary in a time when tight ends were a lot more on the blocking side, uh, catching passes here and there. He was a uh, more of a deep threat at Missouri. Uh, so I'll take Kellen Winslow the first. Um, and then 
I'll go ahead and take uh, my second tight end, uh, college football legend. Um, gotta have him because I have to have a cowboy on this list. I'll take Jay Novacek, the Wyoming great. Um, one of the best college football uh, tight ends of all time uh, in the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, one of very few, if not the only, Wyoming Cowboys in the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, had a long, successful career also in the NFL with the Dallas Cowboys, winning several Super Bowls. Uh, so I'll take Jay Novacek here uh, to match with Kellen Winslow the first as my two tight ends. So I'm going to take my punter, and I'm fully expecting in turn to say, who? I'm going to take Tom Tupa. Any idea who that is, Gibble? Exactly. <laughs> no clue. Well, he is a former quarterback and kicker, or punter, former quarterback and punter for Ohio State. He was the starting quarterback and an All-American punter for Ohio State. Uh, he threw for 15 touchdowns and 12 interceptions and was named the punter, All-American punter as well as All-Big Ten. Uh, four-time letterman was also named to the Hula Bowl All-Star Game. Big, big. Uh, fun fact, almost interviewed with this guy for a job uh, like a year ago. But he ended up uh, playing like almost 20 years in the pros. Super Bowl champ, all pro and pro bowl, and part of New England Patriots all 90s team. Um, and he was a high school American as well. All right. Well, let's see here. I think I'll go ahead and just take my, well, I only have the two picks left here. So I think we're going to take Jeremy Shockey as uh, my other tight end here. You sure? Um, I mean, I guess so. I could take somebody else if you really want me to. Yeah, um, do that. All right. Why not? Uh, I'll do Dallas Clark instead. Iowa tight end because Iowa is a uh, tight end university. Um, yeah, he walked, he walked on at Iowa as a linebacker, uh, and then became a tight end, um, was a John Mackey award winner and yeah, played in the big 10 champion or was Covington champion, uh, and took the, or went with Iowa to the orange bowl and then obviously had a great career in the NFL. Uh, so yeah, we're going to take Dallas Clark because why not? Uh, and then punters, I honestly have no idea who a good punter is. So we're going to go with the most notable punter I know. Definitely not like greatest of all time, but we're going to take uh, Cameron Johnston because he was the Aussie punter kid. So he's got that boot, but he can also pin teams deep. So and, and that's all I got for, for my punter. Well... You gave some very, very insightful stuff there. Uh, I'm going to take my kicker, and it's going to be Kevin Butler, uh, former kicker at Georgia in the 80s, uh, two-time All-American, four-time All-SEC player, uh, did hold the Bulldogs record for most points, uh, got passed by Rodrigo Blankenship, I believe, this year. Uh, 353 total points, 122 extra points, 77 field goals. Uh, he was 73.4% from... Uh, field goals percentage and a long of 55. So he was also uh, the first and only kicker to be named to the college football hall of fame. All right. Uh, 
I'll wrap this up with my head coach. I'm going to take Bear Bryant. Um, really, what else has to be said there? Uh, it was really, I had Nick Saban as my number one choice on here. Obviously, he was taken. Uh, Bear Bryant was number two. Um, and number third on my big board, I ended up having Newt Rockney on there. Um, so, but I'll take the Bear Bryant, legendary head coach. I'd be interested to see how he would head coach uh, nowadays, but um, you know you can't deny all the national championships and the success he had. Uh, so I will go with Bear Bryant there as my head coach to wrap up uh, week one of our draft uh, going forward here. Um, and intern Gibble, uh, who is claiming to have a lot of free time, will end up putting out graphics. Uh, for these also as we draft. Uh, so yep. hopefully he remembers to do that. Um, that would be nice. I got uh, some time. You have plenty of time. I hope so. You're not going to leave your house <laughs> for like all the time in the weeks. world. True. Yeah, I know. It's so in turn, we'll have that. Um, Jake, do we have any listener questions? I believe we at least have one or two. We have two because you told him the first question was too easy. So our good friend Zach Myers asked, what three schools will have the most first round picks this year? And since you called it a softball, he had to come back with something better. So we'll start with that one. All right. So. It really wasn't a softball. Uh, I apologize to that because I thought there was going to be more teams here. Uh, but in terms of the five, I actually have seven here because I have five of them tied. Uh, I think LSU and Alabama are both going to have five players taken. I think with LSU, you're going to see uh, any selection of Burrow and Chase on. I think are locks. Uh, Fulton, Jefferson, Queen, and Delpit are also possibilities to go in the first round. Uh, Alabama with five as well. I think Tua, Ruggs, Judy, uh, Wills are all locks to go in the first round with McKinney, uh, Terrell Lewis, and uh, Trevon Diggs as potential uh, guys to go. But I expect five of each of those schools to end up going in the first round. Just kind of crazy to think about 10 out of 32 coming from two schools. Um, beyond that, uh, I think T- TCU, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Iowa, and Georgia will all end up with two uh, taken. So kind of map those however. Uh, TCU has four guys. I think Gladney's a lock with as many teams that need a cornerback uh, in this draft. I think uh, he's one of my favorites. I think I... I'd have him second or third cornerback. So I expect him to end up going uh, as a lock in the first round. I think we'll see one of either uh, Ross Blacklock, uh, Jalen Rager, or Lucas Niang end up going in the first round as well. Uh, Ohio State, I think, obviously, Young and Okuda are locks to go at least in the top 10. Um, And Dobbins could sneak in there if a team, namely maybe the Dolphins, end up taking him at 26. but he's a guy that could end up sneaking in there depending on where teams have him uh, on their running back boards or total big boards. Uh, Oklahoma, I think you're looking at two as well. Uh, C.D. Lamb's a lock. Uh, Neville Gallimore and uh, Murray, uh, the linebacker, are also uh, two guys that could end up seeing going in the first round. Uh, I think at least one of those will end up going. Uh, 
At Iowa, I think Werfs is a lock, but I think Epineza could end up going in the first round still. I know he had a poor performance at the Combine. And Georgia, I think, could end up with two as well with DeAndre Swift. Um, and uh, as running back one on a lot of people's boards, uh, Ben Andrew Thomas, who I think is a lock to go, probably top 15, uh, top 20 for sure. So uh, that's those are the teams I think you'll see with multiple uh, at least multiple picks. Um, I don't think you're going to see any other teams with three. Uh, like I said, maybe you end up seeing TCU get three guys in there, but I'm not sold on Blacklock, Rager, and Yang going in the first round. Uh, I think maybe one slips in there, but you probably won't see two. And Dobbins, I mean, running backs just don't – they there's no value there anymore. So Dobbins, I'd be surprised, but it's a possibility he ends up going the first. Um, and same with Swift with Georgia. So – um, that's the answer for that one. Uh, and I think that already answers the second one as well. Uh, yeah. Cause he said, how about rank the top five in order? And then he also said over under one and a half for TCU. Yeah. So I think we're looking at two TCU guys ending up going, um, like I mentioned, I think Gladney's a lock. Uh, I'd be very surprised if he slipped out of the first round with as many teams as that have a cornerback need uh, that weren't necessarily addressed. Um, obviously, the Eagles traded for um, forgetting the name already. Uh, Darius Slay. Darius Slay, that's it. Uh, but I think they could also use another cornerback opposite of him. They're a possibility. The Vikings have two first-round picks now. They desperately need cornerbacks. I, I think that that lines up the best. Uh, 49ers as well in there. They need corners. Uh, a couple other teams. So I think Gladney's a lock. Blacklock could go to one of the teams uh, at the tail end of the first round. A couple of them need more interior D linemen. Jalen Reggers is a speed wide receiver. You really never know where to pinpoint them. Uh, once Ruggs comes off the board, he's going to be a favorite in that aspect. Uh, and Niang, offensive tackles are going to go pretty heavy in the draft. Uh, there's a chance he ends up sliding up to maybe the Dolphins at 26, uh, Seahawks, uh, Titans, some team like that to, to fill a right tackle need. So uh, you never really never know, but I would, I'd bet that there's probably at least two TCU players drafted in the first round this year. So I have one other question because I saw this posted on Twitter and I just kind of want to ask it because we're light on content for a while. Um, should the season actually happen? Who is an underrated team in the Power Five that could sneak in and win their conference? So, you know, not your Ohio States, your Alabamas, you know, an under the radar team that people aren't really talking about that you think that could win a Power Five conference this year. Intern Gibble, why don't you take this first? Because I bet you have a knowledgeable answer. Yale's not um, an option. Darn it, that was my go to. Um, yeah, sadly, not a Power Five. Let's see here. Not even an FBS. <laughs> um, uh, well, it depends if people think or if Texas is actually back. I mean, they obviously dropped off a lot this this past season uh, from where they were expected to be. Um, so maybe they could kind of take that mantle, mantle from Oklahoma, especially because Oklahoma does not have a proven quarterback this year. Um or a crazy good transfer. Uh, I, I mean, the Big Ten West is always a toss-up. It depends if Wisconsin continues to be as good as they've been. 
maybe they could get beat out by Iowa, who happens to show up every few years and really show up. I mean, um, I don't know, Pac-12. Oh, I can't forget Iowa State and the uh, Brock Purdy party. Almost forgot them. They might have a shot at the Big 12. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I think that, that's kind of about it. Maybe Florida gets even better. Maybe Florida. Uh, they feel like they could be pretty good this this coming season. Yeah, there's a lot of people thinking Kyle Trask could be a top five quarterback in NCAA this year. Yeah. Um, shit. I'm trying to find one more. Do you mean to go with mine? Yeah, give yours because I'm going to give one for each conference here. All right, so I'm riding the North Carolina and Mac Brown bandwagon because I think Sam Howell is going to be really good this year. I mean, that's true. There's a sophomore slump that could happen, but I mean, I watched him whoop up on Temple. We both did. Yep. We watched him whoop up on Temple, and he looked really good that game. He was making some insane throws. Yeah. Well, his receivers were also making some insane catches for him. Yeah. But yeah, he was making some great throws. So I really like what they're doing. The fact that they play in the Coastal. uh, I don't have their schedule, so I don't know if they have Clemson this year or not. But if they're able to avoid Clemson in the regular season and get them at the end of the year, that I believe helps them because if Sam Howell does have some times when he struggles, he has time to rebound. It allows them to you know, potentially lose two to three games and still get to the conference championship in the ACC. Uh, and if they play well, I think they could give Clemson some fits this year. Uh, they don't have Clemson in the regular season. They do have Auburn in the regular season week two after yeah. UCF. Not yeah, they have game, UCF though. on the road in, in re- week one. Uh, Some tough that, non-conference games, so should should prepare them. If they play those well, could set them up for the rest of the season. But if they lose them, they still have time to rebound because since they are non-conference games. Uh, Pac-12 team I like this year, though. Watch out for Oregon State this year. They've been getting sneakily better with Jonathan Smith. Uh, I don't think they'll beat Oregon. I think Oregon's still too good. But I could see them, you know, making a run this year. I, yeah, I mean, I, my problem with Oregon State, I think they're going to get better. But the the big problem I have, they lose their starting quarterback from this year, Jake Luton. He's going to the NFL draft. And also their number one wide receiver and Isaiah Hodgins is also going. Um, I think maybe they end up making a bowl game. But depending on what they have behind them and the development there, I think, that that's more my question mark there because Luton was sneaky good last year in terms of uh, I can't necessarily say from watching him because I don't think I saw an Oregon State game last year unfortunately um, but he he was his touchdown interception ratio was very good so um, we'll see I mean I'd love to see the Beavers do good uh, you know I root for most teams that have that uh, black and orange color scheme Um I hope they do better, but uh, I, I have my doubts on them getting that far. Um, in terms of mine, I'll give one for each conference. Uh, we'll get the homer pick out of the way. I said it before, but Miami with Derek King coming in, Quincy Roche on defense, uh, Jalen Phillips coming uh, in this season. Um, you know, 
getting that Lashley offense in there. I don't think they have a tough ACC schedule for the most part. I mean, it's your typical ACC schedule. There's a lot of teams that might put up a fight, but none of them are going to be dominant ahead of them until they would face Clemson in the ACC title game. Should they do that? Um, And I believe they get Florida state at home this season. So don't have to go on the road to Tallahassee. Um, Big 12, Purdy Party, absolutely. We're riding with that. Iowa State, going to do it this year. Uh, Big 10, don't have a super under the radar one, but Minnesota is going to look pretty good with Bateman coming back at wide receiver, Tanner Morgan coming back quarterback uh, out of the West. Uh, Wisconsin loses Jonathan Taylor, so that one's going to be a pretty big hit, but I'm sure they'll reload it running back like they do every three years. Um Let's see. Pac-12, Arizona State. I've said it before. Jane Daniels looks pretty good. Um, they're my pick out of the Pac-12 South to win that that division. Probably play an Oregon team, I would guess. I don't think the Pac-12 North is going to be all that great this year. Cal might end up upsetting Oregon in terms of getting into the championship game. Who knows? Oregon's team looks good on the outside. They lose most of that offensive line besides Panay Sewell, uh, an elite left tackle prospect. Um, but also losing Justin Herbert and seeing what Oregon looks like after several years of him playing quarterback there is going to be interesting. Um, so I think the Pac-12 is wide open. I think uh, Herm Edwards' team could do that with Jane Daniels taking a step up. SEC, I don't really have a super under-the-radar team here. Uh, I think Tennessee is going to be kind of fun to watch this year. They caught – they looked awful early on in the year, but they kind of got – shit together they finished eight and five um obviously we'll see what georgia georgia looks like and florida but i mean they play in the easier side of the conference um and i don't know if anybody's beating alabama out of the west but we'll see if texas a&m can take a step up with kellen mond um coming back for a senior season uh and, and some weapons around them there but uh they still need some running back play there i know a lot of their running backs on scholarship left so um that's my dark horse, I guess, selections, if you want to say that, for those five conferences, at least as we stand right now. Obviously, things might change between now and when we um, break down the conferences here around July. So um, anything else? That's all we got for today. All right, folks. Uh, you can follow us, as always, on our social media platforms. They are. We are at Walk On Red Shirts uh, on Twitter and the Walk On Red Shirts on Instagram. All right. Uh, follow us on there. And as always, let us know if there's any random topics you, uh, you want us to address because we're here for them. We need content um, over the coming months. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with another episode. We'll draft uh, another position or two. Uh, again, uh, Jake will post that. Um, sometime the day of this podcast tropic on Monday, I guess. Uh, so folks can kind of get a, a glimpse at what our future schedule is going to look like on that end. Um, and as always, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating five stars, preferably um, wherever you're listening to this, whether it's Spotify, Apple podcasts, uh, all the other podcast apps. Um, and yeah, stay safe folks. Uh, you know, quarantine yourselves, stay indoors, 
uh, we'll kind of move past this because if you want college football this offseason, maybe don't go out partying or going on the beaches with 10,000 other folks. Um, that's not the right move at this point. So stay safe, everybody. Uh, find stuff to do. Um, and watch some all-time classics on college football uh, on YouTube. They're easy to find um, and have a day with it. So we'll see you in a couple weeks.